When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hold on, Vic. Hold on there, girl. I see you. I see you're here. I, while waiting for you, I literally kicked all my shit. I kicked it. Kicked okay. It where? I, I got my earbuds in. Um, So I was going to turn up the volume to do echo because I didn't bring the computer with me tonight, this evening. Mm-hmm. I know the sound effects will be missed, but it's just it's just too much stuff. And I've been dealing with stuff all day. But I was like, I know because I was listening to a song before I sent you the link. You want to know what song it was? What song? Oh boy, you're having none of my shit this evening. Fuck, I can hear no. it in your voice. No, I I'm fucking pissed because I got some really horrendous fucking news about an hour before I got here. Yeah, Vex has been diagnosed with AIDS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was listening to Desert Rose by Sting, so I was gonna turn up the echo and be like, you know, like how they do in the song. Did you know that that's a dude? Not Sting. Um, In that Desert Rose song. You know the song, right? Yes. Yeah. You know that, like, other person singing? It sounds like a chick. It's a guy. I did not know that for years. It changed my entire worldview, actually, to find out that information. Mm-hmm. The amount of times I beat off to that song, and now I'm just like, uh-oh. Maybe I'm gay. Maybe you're gay. Dude, I've known since day one that there's a potential that you're only like 60% straight. <laughs> this is good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> Again, how many chicks did you fondle back in the day? Three? Four? Three? Okay, right. Maybe you Something gay. like that. But uh, I know I'm not gay. We came to term with this several weeks ago. Oh, right. Because doing the fondling is what led you to believe that you're, or to understand that you're not gay. But you had to, you had to get in three different panties to figure that out. Well, it wasn't panties. It was mostly bra cups and and whatnot. But all right. See, every time you 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 call me gay, you know what I'm coming back at you with, right? Yeah. Your oh, real I know. Life experiences. I, know. I have a funny story. Once upon a time, had a roommate, and one time he says to me. I know that I'm not gay. And I was like, how? Okay. How do you, what do you, what do you, okay. How? And he's like, cause in middle school, I went on a date with a guy and we kissed and I was not into it. So therefore I know I'm not gay. And I was like, yeah, dog, some of the most straight shit I've ever heard. (laughs) When you're right, you're right. Mm hmm. Look forward to this all week. 
I wasn't looking forward to this all week, but I know that I'm so awesome that you can't help but look forward to this all week, so I get it. Silence. You want, you want to tell That's everybody it. why you're so upset? Okay, well, two things. First, I went to go see the Marvels, and that was shit, but I was more excited to talk about that. I got home from the movie theater, and uh, my dad hands me the mail, because I had some mail, and it's from uh, Niagara Falls. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's the Provincial Offenses uh, Court, so it always comes out of um, Niagara, generally. So... Um, as dear listener may or may not know, I discussed this many, many episodes ago on 8750. Um, but as you know, Canada was a fucking shithole during COVID. Um, still kind of is a shithole after COVID. Um, but during uh, the peak of COVID restrictions and lockdowns, I had gone into the U.S. to see my husband and come back. And I had been slapped with fines for not complying with the COVID restrictions. Specifically, I chose to return to the country which I was born and an, am a born citizen of um, without my vaccine shots or papers. So they decided to fine me for that. That's something that they can fine you for? Yeah, that's something that they were fining people for at peak COVID, yes. So if how you, do they feel about abortion generally in can the Canadian government? Um, there's actually some places where you can abort like nine months. Yeah, so Canada. basically they're yeah. like, a woman can do whatever the fuck she wants with her body when it comes to a fucking another person growing inside of her. But if she wants to, you know, withstand from getting a vaccine, then they'll fine you? Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Sense make that so, don't. Um, for, so I got two of these tickets. One was in June of 2021 and the other was in February of 2022. How much do they cost? I, um, each fine was $6,250. Holy shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I immediately like, so on the back of a ticket, whenever you get one here in Ontario, I'm sh maybe it's the same over there in Colorado. Um, but there's a bunch of options, right? So like the first is like, you can pay it. The second is uh, you can request a court appearance or you can like appeal it or whatever, right? So for both of those, I immediately went and appealed it because I was like, I'm not paying fucking 6,000 plus dollars for returning home. That's ridiculous. Right. Um, didn't hear anything. No phone calls, no letters, no emails absolutely nothing i'd even gone on the provincial offenses court website to check the like ticket number nothing showed up there then i got home my dad hands me the mail i open it and it is a unpaid fine ticket so it's um, a ticket for, for not paying your ticket uh no it's like the final decision so they despite me requesting a court appearance and whatnot they decided to convict me anyways for a failure to comply with order um, and if I don't uh, pay the now $6,265 fine, so they tacked on an extra 15 bucks by November 17th, I risk uh, one of the following or many of the following loss of my driver's license, an order for my employer to garnish my wages, property seizure by enforcement officials, registration of lien, i.e. possession of your property until the debt is paid, 
An order for your bank to remove the owed funds from your account, refusal to validate your vehicle permit or issue a vehicle permit, downgrading your credit score by the credit bureau, what? formal collection of proceedings via the private collection agency, or additional administrative charges, costs, and surcharges. You got to get out. You got to go. Yeah. So um, because there aren't many lawyers that are willing to stand up to this bullshit, I put out a open tweet mm. Uh, blurring out the private information, being like, hey, is there anybody that you know in Ontario that can help me with this? Because I refuse to pay this fine whatsoever. This is bullshit. I was not bringing in a virus. I wasn't bringing in illegal goods. I am not a criminal, but I'm being fined for choosing not to do something to my body, which, as we've all learned by now, made no fucking difference anyways. Um, do you know other so people the, that are struggling with the same thing? Um, I had so on Telegram, I had joined a few groups and I had like chatted with a few people that got similar fines. Uh, a couple of them actually did go to court, uh, but they were in different provinces. So no one that was in Ontario that got this. They went to court and they were ordered to pay it anyways. Uh, similar amount. Uh, one of them, it got bumped up to eleven thousand oh. dollars, oddly enough. Um, but then, uh, like other people, just they hadn't received any sort of notice like I had. They just decided, oh, you know what, we convict you, by the way. 19 months later. Convict me 19 months later when all of these restrictions are already gone. Does this have any impact on your immigration status? That's what I'm worried about now. And that's why I'm trying to find a fucking lawyer. Has anybody um, responded? David Anbar, who is, uh, he has actually been a pretty vocal uh, figure throughout all of the restrictions and stuff. So he uh, responded on my post. I emailed him. I have a couple other lawyers to contact um, as well in the morning because it's it's 930 in the evening here in Ontario. Are you sure David so, Anbar is a Star Wars character? Is that Andor maybe you're thinking of? Admiral Akbar. <laughs> Um, so I, I gotta, I'm, I need to figure this out ASAP now. Cause yeah, I am worried that this might affect, um, even though I've sent in all the paperwork and I'm literally just waiting on the visa card now, but, um, you know, they do a criminal background check and all that stuff. So I am worried if this isn't paid, what that might, uh, what that might do to my, my visa standing. Woof. Oh. Um, the, uh, the funny part too is, so they took my driver's license both times to get my address. Um, and they still put the number wrong on this document. <laughs> Sounds like the government. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They put 8,200 instead of 8,700. Well, that's not you. So there you go. Don't have to pay it. I, I wish it were that simple, but yeah, I'm, I am not in, I'm in a foul fucking mood, man. I am in a foul fucking mood. I had a couple cigarettes take the edge off my face is just all flushed because i'm so angry i can't believe it's that much money i was the, figuring you'd say some hundred dollar amount nope yeah they weren't playing with those fines at peak covid <clears throat> really weren't and the further and further we get away from the vaccines and the vaccine mandates this the more silly and egregious they look so like Say you do go, hey, no, I want a court date, and that court date is in a year and a half. And let me guess, I'm sure that you'll be in Florida by that point. And it'll be like, you have to come back for your court date. And you're like, fuck off. But then, I'm like, he, yo, here's the weirder part. So I got this letter today. Uh, my conviction date 
was February 11th, 2023. I got convicted almost nine months ago. So you could have gotten pulled over now. and arrested and you'd have been like, what the fuck did I do? And they'd be like, well, you got convicted for, a, and you never paid. So you're, there's a warrant out. And you'd be like, what? Right. How the fuck would I even know? Because no, I got nothing. Not, and my address has not changed since 2019. So I was telling so Mrs. Yeti not- about what happened to you. And I was like, at what point do we as America come and liberate you? Like we liberated iraq for much less literally we just made shit up and went over there right iraqi freedom you remember we brought all that freedom yes. and peace over to iraq it, no big deal wait at what point do we come in navy seals guns ablazing into canada and wrestle y'all back from that tyrannic government that you have and then mrs yeti said do we want them though and i was like "Ooh, <laughs> fair you want our resources you know what you want our freshwater resources okay Keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. What else? Okay. Um, so Canada is, I believe, <laughs> top three uh, largest uh, like owners, I guess we'll say, of fresh water in the world. So, and many people think that fresh water will kind of be one of the big major crises in the future. So, if you wanted to invade, fresh water is a big deal. I could see um, it. For, forestry is also a big deal because we like uh, a lot of people don't realize this, but of how big Canada is, I would say only about 10% of it is actually populated with people. The right. rest is legit just forest. Just forest. Oh, I, it looked like you guys had some great forest for a minute there, but I think you lit it all on fire over the summer. Maybe, yeah. But, you know, there's still there's still more than It'll enough. grow so back. That. Yeah. Um, also, in the northern parts of Canada, so in, like, the Northwest Territories and the Yukon, there is a lot of precious metals. A lot of mines that you can take advantage of. I'm pretty sure that we import most of our oil from Canada. Um, I don't know if it's most of its oil. I know that, like, there was that pipeline that was supposed to happen under (laughs) Trump, remember? And then the Keystone um, Pipeline. Right. And then Biden was like, nah, we can't do that for environmental reasons. And then I think just like a couple months ago, he was like, yeah, we're okaying the Keystone Pipeline now. Do you know what's hyper retarded about saying no to a pipeline that I think a lot of people don't understand? The money that they already spent on the infrastructure for it, which was literally just like it was like hundreds of millions. No, it was over a billion dollars just pissed away. Yeah, right. I know we could have given that money to Ukraine. Damn it. (laughs) No, here's the great. Yeah, right. The great point that was made that it completely changed my way of viewing it was that all of that oil that was going to come via a very safe, very efficient pipe still coming. Now it's going to come on the back of a truck or on a train. You fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, we shut down the pipeline. So it's a step towards being more green. No, 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 no. It's still the oil is still going to come here. And now it's going to come via less green methods. It's going to come slower and it's going to come via a more risky route, which is, you know, trucks crash all the fucking time. And goddamn tra- all summer trains were de- derailing left and right. So good job, guys. Fucking another big win for fucking people feeling better about what they did, but actually accomplishing nothing. You know what's what's even funnier is uh, because I think for for U.S. and Canada, most of our oil is is shipped overseas, right? It's not even um, like like landlocked. Yeah. So um, a big portion of that, um, on top of just like like oil spills and all that stuff, people don't realize that for most boats to operate, like the fuel that's in there, a lot of the waste product just leaks directly into the ocean, and there isn't really any remediation for that. So, uh, like, a pipeline is legitimately a lot cleaner and safer. Yes, you do have to clear some land for it. 
And there's still the extraction process, which again, depending on what country you're in, and Canada has very strict environmental rules around oil extraction. So it's actually not as bad as people make it out to seem. That's still more environmentally friendly than shipping it on tankers halfway across the world. Right. But just like with all of our recycling, we don't have to look at it. So it's not our problem. So we're totally okay with destroying other countries, like, you know, on other continents, because we don't have to look at it. That's fine. Um, I was, oh God, this is funny that you say that. So in uh, Ontario, right? So they introduced like a, like a, a garbage recycling program like 20, 25 years ago. It was a while ago. Um, I've remembered it being there for as long as I've been alive almost. But essentially is you get like from the city, you'll get like a blue box and you'll get like a recycling bin and you'll get like a, your trash bins, right? I think it's, that's pretty standard for anyone who's in um, a suburb. But they introduced like a, a, was a composting program. Uh So you had to split all of your garbage. So you put all of your organics, like food waste Uh um, and like sanitary pads, band-aids and all that stuff. You put that into the composting stuff. And that is in a separate bin that you put out on the curb every week. Now, um, I think like three ish years ago or so they changed it so that if your compost um, garbage is not in a biodegradable bag, like a certified biodegradable bag they won't take it at all <laughs> but here's the funny part so yesterday it it's starting to get chilly up here right yeah so yesterday it rained and it was like a, a warm rain um but it was minus one degree celsius which was that like 30 degrees for you guys i don't know if yeah um, probably okay was not cold enough to ice over yet they salted all the roads okay um A lot of people don't know this, but salting roads, yes, it's good for, you know, keeping the traction, but it's actually really bad environmentally because all of that salt in the spring, it washes off and it actually ends up um, creating like a bacterial and fungal imbalance in a lot of water ecosystems. So you get the overgrowth of like a lot of um, like algae and fungus that end up destroying kind of local environments and whatnot. And it can actually be toxic. To some of the, I notice it up here a lot because on either side of the canyon road, all the all the trees and stuff are dead, and it's like you know what it is. It's all the mag chloride they spray up and down the road. Now, don't get me wrong; like, I like being able to you know leave the house, so keep up the mag chloride. But can we get rid of these dead trees, please? Because <laughs> that's also a fire hazard for you. Actually. Fucking right, it is. If there's ever out, a yeah. forest fire, yeah, the road's gonna be lined with flame. Right. So I just, I find that funny that I can't, which by the way, in Ontario, because I used to be part of some of these circles, uh, they don't even compost any of that shit or recycle it. Only 30% of the stuff that you put in the recycling here is actually recycled. That's something that's another thing that I learned on Penn and Teller's Bullshit, which was a great show on Showtime. uh, I remember that show. Yeah, that show ruled, but they were just talking about um, like landfills and how fucking they just work it's a great idea and they take up such little room and they become places where you can like then build like later and if you main yeah they're like that's the way to do it and by the way recycling is a fucking scam it's Mm -hmm. way more expensive to do recycling than it is to just throw something out the only thing like there's one thing that makes sense to recycle and that's aluminum cans because turning aluminum into new aluminum is pretty easy Mm-hmm. and cost effective everything else is more it's cost more than it's worth 
there's somebody on Rogan who was like, the best thing that you could possibly do is like with all these cardboard boxes and all this stuff that people are putting into recycling, literally burn it for energy and like scrub the smokestacks. Like with like he was like, the amount of ways that we have to take pollutants out of smoke is insane. Like we're very good at it. So burning it for energy would be more efficient than recycling it. Also, you know, a couple of years ago, like one, two years ago, there were all these, there's a picture of a sea turtle with a plastic straw in its nose. And it was like, oh, and then like every, like Starbucks is like, oh, we're changing the paper straw. I don't know if you know uh, where Colorado is on a map, but very fucking landlocked, not next to any goddamn oceans. But you know, <laughs> every fucking Starbucks you go into hands you a paper straw. And it's like, bitch, this is not going into the ocean. I would have to fucking fly this to the ocean. Are you kidding me? This makes no sense. All of our shit goes into a landfill. But. A bunch of different companies, especially coastal cities, when they have a recycling program, they would just ship it off to China because China was like, hey, guys, we'll take your recycling. We'll manage it for you. So you give it to us, mm -hmm. pay us some money. We'll process that for you. And people here were like, fuck, yeah, because like I said, we love feeling good about stuff, but we don't care if we ruin places a continent away. Fuck it. And what China did, because you ever notice how there's like a trash island in the Pacific Ocean and you think to yourself, where the fuck could that have come from? China was like, yeah, we'll process this for you. Psych, and then they just dump it in the ocean. <laughs> think um, about it. That trash uh, island in the Pacific, where do you think it came from? Because it wasn't California, Oregon, or Washington. And I don't right. think that Canada's doing too much polluting. Where did it come from? You know what's even funnier is all of those like paper straws and paper cups and all that stuff. The only way that you can use them is if they're lined with plastic still. Otherwise, they just dissolve into whatever liquid you put them in right and i can't imagine what chemicals you're sucking up into your yapper that are in that plastic or that <clears throat> quote-unquote paper straw you know man like i i still am like a pretty diehard environmentalist at heart but like even like i saw through all of this bullshit pretty quickly um because i so i went to school for environmental policy right and even i remember in school i'm like None of these solutions that you're proposing make any fucking sense. Like the the go-to that a lot of the professors would teach us or the textbooks would say is like, oh, you can create these taxes and these policies. And it all just leads to more pricing on top of the government. And where does the government get all the money to spend that? Taxes. So that means the taxes have to go up to compensate all of this new stuff. Yeah, the government so, is a big ogre that just grows on money that you feed it. Right. And I, I'm, it just like, I understand why it is the way it is, but it still blows my mind that people don't understand. There are actually really, really simple cost-effective solutions that you can like take hold of immediately that are really environmentally friendly, like really environmentally friendly. That doesn't involve you having to, having to buy fucking paper straws or reusable, reusable bags or any of that shit. Like what? So uh, buying local produce is a big one. So every time you go to the grocery store and say, say you want to buy pineapple, right? Um, I know for where both of us are, it's not like we're growing fucking pineapple trees yeah. anywhere. Right? It comes from California so they, in the summer and then like Chile in the winter. It comes from, uh, Costa Rica for us is the common one. Ooh. Yeah. So they have to, not only do they implement practices to fast grow that shit, because I don't know if you know, but it takes about two years for a pineapple tree to mature without any of these like fertilizers or anything. Okay. Uh, uh, so they have to implement all these sometimes environmentally degrading practices to grow all these pineapples safely. Then they put them in a container and they ship them up here, which is a lot of 
fuels used as well. Then you've got all the maintenance on that truck, on the trucks that are transporting it, which also leads to a lot of oil and wastes. And on top of that, there's all those stupid plastic tags and shit that they put on top of it as well. So you can scan it when you get to the store. Yeah. There is far more damage in you buying a fucking pineapple than, say, you just kind of buying food that's within the season locally. So for us here in Canada, cabbage, like the best time to buy cabbage is late summer and fall because that's when it's at at its perfect growing season. So you just adapt your diet to what is in there and just start fucking pickling and jarring and freezing your food. It's amazingly easy to grow things without like having land like there's you can take like a fucking um like a glass cup if you wanted to and say you buy like romaine lettuce right those romaine lettuce hearts so once you get down to the stem in within like five days you can just grow your own lettuce just using water and a fucking cup on your windowsill really yeah really so like for the first i think it's like one or two days you just like you leave the stem just like hanging above the water And then as it starts to grow, you can dip it into the water a little bit. You don't submerge it and you'll just grow new leaves out of this old stem. And you don't have, it saves you money as well. Cause now you're not buying fucking lettuce, which at one point was $8.99 for a pack of three. Dude, the price of groceries is insane lately. Right. Um, Like if you're willing to just get a fucking plot in your apartment or a pot, a pot in your apartment, get some soil, plant a tomato bush, right? That thing will bloom in full by end of summer. Pluck all those tomatoes, fucking can that shit, man. You got pasta sauce. Pasta. For several months right there. Pasta. Pasta. Sorry, my husband makes fun of me for saying pasta. That's your orange. <laughs> right. Um, even like mint leaves. Like we grew mint leaves yeah, out back. Yeah, we used to grow mint. Ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we just dried it and I use it in tea. I still have bags of it, man. And I don't have to go and spend fucking three ninety nine for some GMO tetley tea bags with mint in it and a whole bunch of other shit and a fucking plastic and paper sachet that has a whole other toxins and a lot of teas come from china and they have a lot of lead in their soil because they are not so good about cleaning up pollutions in their air so the rain Mm -hmm. comes through the pollution hits the soil brings the lead with it and then you drink it in your tea there you go there there's just there's so many like really it's just people are fucking lazy like we are very much a modern society of convenience in every single way possible yep Mm -hmm. so yeah very very like i know okay this might be kind of gross okay Hmm. but like if i need to like blow my nose i don't use tissues like unless i'm sick because like i go through a tissue every 30 seconds use your shirt like a man bro I have all these old wool socks that I can't wear because they have holes in them. So I just use them as reusable tissues. We were going to do cloth diapers for the kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not worth it. Not worth Not it. Worth it eh? Not worth it. Um, Maybe like kind of. I don't know. It's it's tough. But anyway, we have a bunch of like reusable wipes and reusable like the, the diaper pad is just like a big square of absorbent like cotton um, that they haven't really been used at all. So like we just use those as like the rag that you clean with or whatever. Or yeah. you could use it as yeah. a tissue because those reusable like wipes, they're just little, there's little itty bitty tissue sized, perfect for blowing your nose. We have a ton of them. Yeah. So it's just easy, 
easy thing. I think I want to do like the, uh, maybe this is TMI or maybe it's gross, but there's, um, there's a brand called Nix N or K N I X and they have like period panties. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's basically just like reusable pads. Cause I don't like the fact that I have to throw them out like all, like every month, like I'm blessed with a very short cycle, which is nice. So I don't have to go through them as much, but I would very much like to eliminate that kind of waste from because like on top of it coming in a box, then it's got mm. plastic wrappers around it. Then they have the adhesive in there and more plastic on it to keep it secured in your underwear. I just want to get rid of that altogether. And then you put that right up next to your junk. And by the way, that is TMI and also gross. So two. I know. Oh. Also, a uh, fun fact, which maybe our, your female listeners don't know, uh, but sanitary pads are actually really fucking terrible for your hormones and your vagina health. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they use a ton of dyes and chemicals to get it white and to keep it from, you know, ex- like getting moldy or, or degrading and all of that stuff. So all of those actually uh, throw off your hormonal cycle and it can lead to things like PCOS, which a lot of women have now. It can lead to estrogen and progesterone imbalances. It can actually change your cycle altogether. And for in some cases, it can affect your fertility. But see this line of thinking where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you put this cotton that's been bleached and it's been treated and it's been made in a way that it'll last the nuclear apocalypse will come and those tampons will still be great, right? They'll still be sitting on the As shelf. As we perfect. learned in The Last of Us earlier this year. <laughs> that's a diva cup. <laughs> no, remember she found tampons? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so the thing, and then you, like you were just saying, that you put that up next to your, your coochie and that thing is leaking those chemicals via your skin into your, you know, into your system. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm on here and I'm like, yo, dude, I don't feel like soap is necessarily something that's good to be dousing yourself with multiple times a day. And Nadia is like, you are fucking a barbarian. <laughs> Do you not see what I'm saying? Do you, you don't think your skin knows what it's doing in terms of like its own little micro I, I biome? Agree with you. And that's why I'm very careful with what I put on my, I think the worst thing I put on my skin in all honesty is makeup. Like I still yeah. am And then the remover. Oh, so I actually found a way around that because I, so on top of all that shit, just being fucking chemicals, it's actually really bad for your skin because it dehydrates the skin and actually prematurely ages you. Right. So, um, I found like two years ago, I found this like little startup brand, but they've gotten really big now, um, called, they used to be called face silk. Now they're called face halo, but is these little, um, like these little pads that you can buy basically like little cottony pads and you just wet them and it wipes your makeup right off and you can reuse each one up to a hundred times. There you go. But so see, but um, then where, how cold on? So you are on my side with the overuse of soap. I'm on your side. I'm being careful with what you use. So like, um, I, and I think I brought this up yeah, when you have you use a natural soap and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like just understanding what you're putting, because the skin is the largest organ on the body, and people really underestimate just how porous skin is and what it is constantly absorbing and also just kind of like detoxing every waking second of your life. Um, so it's it's really crucial that you're care- – like um, hand sanitizer. Oh, my God. Hand sanitizer just became a huge fucking thing the last three, four years, right, because of a virus. Um, but most of those industrial hand sanitizers that you see everywhere are actually really fucking terrible for your immune system. And overuse of that can actually end up making you more prone to sickness, not well, saving right. you. You're supposed to be exposed to levels of germs day in and day yeah. out. And when you take all those germs out of your environment, hence like my issue with soap, it mm-hmm. then 
your immune system becomes weak. You need to flex that thing. It needs to get a workout. And then you just let it become atrophied. And then you have massive reactions to common cold. Common cold. Yeah, dog. Killed. And then, yeah. like, moms douse their kids with it and all that kind of stuff. Kids are supposed to be in the dirt putting everything in their mouth. You think it's, like, a coincidence that kids just love, like, anything goes in their mouth? This is how you get those, you know, fucking weakos that have peanut allergies. <laughs> fucking bingo bango. It's crazy. We watched a whole, like, I don't know, there's a whole docuseries about, like, just different stuff with kids. And one of them was about, like, allergies and germs. And it was basically... The TLDR was get your kid exposed to as much bullshit as humanly possible. All the germs are like the that's actually kids who grow up in a house with dogs are less prone to allergies. Not just because not because yeah. there's just a dog in the home. The dog goes outside. The dog rolls around in the grass. The dog fucking digs holes. And then the dog comes in and licks your kid's face. Licks his asshole, too. <laughs> yeah, right. And then it puts all those germs in your kid's eyeball. And it's better for your kid. Yeah, I, I read that study. I think the only thing I'll, I'll push back on you is is knowing um, what is in the environment that you're deciding to roll around in. So, um, for instance, I grew up uh, – the house that I grew up in, it backed onto a golf course, right? Oh, yeah. So the golf course itself was flat, but then, like, the houses on either side, it would have a sloping downwards backyard to the house. So in the spring and in the wintertime, they would douse those things with just a fuck ton of chemicals, like to the point where I remember one winter, the snow was blue, like it was an aquamarine blue yeah. with all the shit that they had put on. And that ended up washing down into it. So like, um, I actually have lead in my system because of that. My mom has a lot of issues because of that. We gotta and get you sweating. Dogs, right. All of the dogs that uh, were in our that we were aware of in our neighborhood all died of cancerous growths, including our own. Yeah, And it was all like within like several months of each other, too, because we all got the dogs at the same time. There were four of them and they all died within several months of each other. Living of the same in, around process. a golf course is highly linked to different cancers. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. And it makes me nervous because I worked at a golf course for like two years. Oh, dude, you'll be OK. Like we used to dude. So the golf course would close at like seven. Yeah. And we in the summertime, we used to just go and run around barefoot on that shit and play soccer and stuff. Yeah. Play tag. Like it's, there used to be apple trees that grew there. So like we just sit down on the grass and sometimes eat those crab apples. Like oh. we, didn't, we well, didn't fucking know, man. I got one but up like, on we, you, though, because so twice a year they would aerate the greens. So like they'd come through. It was a whole process that we would on. do. Did you just say you have a one up on pesticides <laughs> on me? Yeah. So they would aerate the green and then we'd come through and spray. There'd be a, another truck that would spray all those chemicals that you're talking about that dyed the snow blue. Yeah, dog. Mm -hmm. So then they would spray that down and then I would come around on a, in a golf court cart with a mat that I would throw down behind it. And it was mm -hmm. basically like AstroTurf turned upside down. And my job then was to drive around in circles on the green until all of the like aerations had been worked back down into the green along with all the chemicals. So I would just drive in circles on top of them chemicals for hours. That's wild, dude. Now, I know. All that shit fucking seeps into the groundwater that we're all drinking is the other thing people don't fucking realize. Like, it's, it's a full circle, man. Full circle. Yeah, golf um, courses are way more harm than good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, There was... um. <sighs> there's there's a golf course that got sold like one town over and they wanted to convert it to a green space and i remember they did this oh my god i want to say it was almost 10 years ago they sold it to do that so for years there was a sign that was like oh this is a this is a, a something green corridor or whatever 
but like nothing fucking grew there like it just stayed as grass and then eventually they sold it to developers and now it's like a bunch of houses and it oh, just good. looks like a clusterfuck yeah uh, that's like just south of rocky flats they just put a huge ass neighborhood there there you go, there you go. Mm-hmm. um but that tangent aside 